This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in, you Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hey, electrical contractors. I'm Matt from ABB. Are rising costs and product delays keeping you up at night? We can help you contractor better. ABB's contractor resources are designed to help you increase productivity and profitability on your commercial construction projects. Check out Contractor Better today. Visit go.abb/contractorbetter. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and thank you for joining at the first Reds report of the 2021 season. It only feels like about five, six weeks that we were uh, talking about the great escape, so we're not going to mention that now. Uh, we're going to look forward to uh, a new season under Gerhard Struber in the Championship. And to do so, um, we're supposed to have three guests. Uh, the other one is, is coming, but probably a bit later on. But it wouldn't be a Reds report without um, the Krosky star striker, uh, he helps me out every now and then doing some media work, and he's probably the best-dressed guest we've ever had, Chris Richard. Uh Good afternoon, Carlo. Yeah, I am. Uh, I've literally just got in from work, uh, which is why you're all presenting for a change. <laughs> You've made some notes. I'm hoping, I'm hoping you know exactly what you're doing. But yeah, I've got a new job. Um, I'm lead inclusion now at Dinnington, so I'm a very busy man, just like Leon. Uh, oh, you are juggling balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Carlo, you've uh, you've been demoted now. You are probably no longer the uh, the busiest man in in Barnsley. I'll hand that title over because uh, a very busy day indeed as well for our uh, our second guest, which is Leon Wapshall. Leon, how are you doing? I'm not too bad. Busy, busy. Um, it's, it's, it doesn't seem so long we we're here before. It's just incredible how it how it. The uh, quick turnaround, but um, let's get cracking, as Mick McCarthy says. Nowhere else you'd rather be, Rolly, on, is there? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, Chris, start with you. Um, we, we, we talked about the Great Escape, and I think when people then started contacting us saying, you know, what you're going to do next season, one of the, the, the biggest things for us was always to, to keep some of the, the key players. So as things stand now, with what probably one major outgoing and a couple of incomings, how, how, how do you feel about the coming season? Yeah, I think uh, so far we've managed to stave off other clubs. However, you, as you and Leon both know and, and fans know, it goes mad, doesn't it? The last the last week or so of the transfer period, that's when 
people are still jostling for positions. Yeah. Yeah. People are, at minute, people have got four, five, six targets per position. As soon as that starts to dwindle down and they lose targets to other people, um, as soon as they realise that they can get more value for their players, uh, so they'll sell them later on knowing that people might panic buy a little bit, then all of a yeah. sudden the money starts to roll down a little bit and that's when you might lose more of your players. I'd snap your hand off and say, right, we've lost Jacob Brown, that's it, done, let's go. I'd have that now. But, yeah. Yeah. and you know, fingers crossed, that'd be a great outcome. Um, although I am sad about Jacob Brown, I'm sure, sure we'll move on to that in a minute, Carlo, but I can't see it being just that. But I don't know what your opinion is on that, Leon. Yeah, it's, I, I totally agree with that, Chris. I mean, I've, I've spoken to um, well, Paul Warren at Rotherham as recently today. A lot of clubs are just waiting for dominoes to drop. You know, you know. There's also the tw- 25, um, 25 players allowed allowed in the squad, so they're just working out who's going to fit in, who, who isn't, trying to find some room for manoeuvre. But a lot of clubs, um, there, there has been some activity, but there's a lot of clubs who are expecting more in the build up to the um, to the deadline. I'm, you know, I'm sure that Barnes will be one of them. Let's hope it's more incoming than anything. But yeah, waiting for the dominoes to drop, and especially with attacking players, they're the ones. Um, I mean, you, you see the fair few defenders moving, but in terms of creative, creative positions, they're the ones that everyone wants. They're going to take a, a bit more time. And um, well, yeah, Gerhard seemed pretty pretty relaxed um, today. He was saying, "Look, there's no stress. You know, he's confident he's going to get one, two, three in by the um, by the deadline." But obviously, the big thing is it's the other way, isn't it? Really, I mean, they can't. I, I totally agree with the point you said there. I think losing one big player. Fair enough, but when you're losing, you know, more than that, two and three, then it, you know, it can really upset the season. So um, it's just a case of watch this space, isn't it? You wonder if some of the the bigger clubs who maybe have not got the first targets might chance their arm with, with one or two of the family silver at Barnsley, but let's hope not. Um, and as you can see, um, our, our second guest has joined us. Uh, thank you very much. I know it's a really awkward and very busy time for you, Doug O'Kane, sports editor at the Barnsley Chronicle. Um, Hello. Hiya. Doug, we, we talked about um, it, the main thing for Barnsley was um, not losing too many players. Uh, so as things stand, um, is, is, is it fair to say that probably the very first signing of this sort of mini pre-season, um, the return on a season-long loan for Killian Ludwig was probably key and probably the one that they wanted to do first of all? Because if any player... Um, lives and, and breathes the philosophy of Gerhard Struber. It's been it's been Ludwig, hasn't it? Yeah, definitely. He was excellent last season. And I think he's one of a number of players at Barnsley who can only get better, really, with a bit more experience. I mean, it was his first games in professional football last season. So with another season under Struber and in the Championship getting used to, to playing in England, I think he can only get better. And yeah, like you said, it... But, I mean, Barnsley don't really sign loan players. They haven't signed anyone for about two years on loan. But I think they made a special case out of him because of his relationship with Struber and because of how good he is. And I think that's hopefully one of the things they're starting to realise and slightly change their very strict philosophies is that loan players sometimes can help the club in terms of providing their talent or a, a certain player who wouldn't be available to uh, to pay for. So, um, yeah, hopefully that's a, that's a good sign and he's a really good sign. Um, it, 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 it's probably very clear from how the, the board, the club and Gerhard spoke after the Great Escape that there was a, a clear list of targets that they, they wanted to bring in. Um, a big 
shock, I suppose, uh, than to hear that Ben Williams, uh, Chris, looks like he's out for the um, for the rest of the season. Um, that then adds a bit more pressure to it, doesn't it? Because suddenly we're also looking for somebody to cover that position. Yeah, I mean, I don't know where Doug, uh, Doug and um, Leon sit on this one. Ben Williams, to me, he's an out-and-out left-back. Now, the formation at minute that we, we seem to be favouring, I'm not sure where he'd sit in that. Uh, so I'm not sure how much of loss he is. Now, I don't know if that's gone somewhere to making Struber's mind up as to what formation we play. Whether Ben Williams were in his starting 11 before he were, he were injured. Um, but equally, I don't, I'm not quite sure where he sits in it, within that system. Would he play at left-hand side or a back three? Would he end up playing on left-hand side? I'm not convinced they would have been starting anyway, but it is a body. It, it is a body. And I know that coming up to Christmas uh, period, uh, and even more so now, Tuesday, you know, Tuesday night games, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, it becomes difficult. You need the bodies, don't you? Especially international breaks and things like that, uh, obviously causing more fixtures to pile up. Uh, I don't know, where would you sit on that one, Liam? Would you, would, would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, I just kind of think of Ben as well. He's, he is young, isn't he, really? I mean, first of all, you just feel feel sorry for the lad, don't you? He's a, he's a smashing lad and he's, you know, he, he's going to have ups and downs in his form. It's just just a bit of a tragedy for, for, for him, you know, first of all. I, I think it would, um, it was still going to be a bit more of a, de- of a development season, wasn't it? I wouldn't say it was just, you, you would put all your eggs in him being a first, first teamer all the way through. But um, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm just just sad for the lad. I mean, you know, a, a serious knee injury. Let's just hope he uh, he, he gets through it. But I, I agree with your point. I mean, it is those winter months, isn't it? It's 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 a little bit of a gentle introduction. But when you get into you get into November, December, there's a hell of a lot of three game weeks, isn't there? And um, you know, pitches getting heavier, and um, that's when you you need your your squads coming to the fore. So you know, I'm sure he'd have played a. a his part in that, but let's just hope he gets um, he gets better soon. We see him sooner rather than later. Yeah, definitely. Um, the first sort of signing besides Killian Ludwig coming back um, was Isaac Christie Davis, a uh, relatively young player. Bags of experience when you look at his CV, uh, dog, a product of the Chelsea youth, played for Liverpool in that cup run as well, um, was loaned to Circle Bruges, although that period seemed to be hindered by injuries. Um, we've talked about the word experience a lot, and Barnsley fans always wanted experience. Um, this lad seems to tick quite a few of the boxes. He, he seems to have a, a bit of a football pedigree. I mean, you don't play for Liverpool or Chelsea if, if you potentially can't play football. He's been in uh, the Belgium second division, playing man's football, um, a good addition for the Reds. Yeah, I think so. I asked, um, well, we all asked uh, Gerhard Struber about him uh, earlier today and he's very much made clear that, or suggested anyway, that he's sort of a development player and he won't necessarily be straight in the first team. He's he's had a few injuries, I think, like the one that cut short the the loan in Belgium, um, but it's, he's, it's more a case of getting him, you know, up to match fitness. And any player really who comes into Basley has to get used to Sue uh, Struber's style um, and uh, and obviously get ready for the championship, which is a, a very difficult lead to adapt to. But um, Struber was very positive about him, said that he looked like a really interesting, good player. Um, yeah, and it'll be exciting to uh, to see what he can do when he gets an opportunity. 
Mm. Um, Leon, one of the players that was used to Struber's style, um, often called the star man, a, a product of the Barnsley Academy, Jacob Brown, news um, a couple of days ago that he's joined, um, he's joined Stoke. Yeah. How, how big of a loss is that for Barnsley? Yeah, it was uh, such a you know pr- prodigious work. I mean, he, fa- he sort of fitted into that Struber ethic, didn't he? Um, you know, with and without the ball, you know, very disciplined, can play in a, th- play in a three out wide. So he offers that flexibility. It's, it's. I'm afraid it's just one of those occupational hazards for a for a Barnsley fan, isn't it? You know, a bigger club, you know, have tempted him a bigger, certainly a big hike in in wages as well. And you know, you do get your get your, get your heads turned, and it's I think it's the latest in. Quite a long line, isn't it? Before the start start of the season, you know, we had you know the the Alfie Morsons and you know when Ethan Ethan Pinnock went and you know various others, Keith and more. It's just the um, it's just the way it goes, and you know he's he's a good age. I'm sure he'll de- develop his his career at Stoke. But um, you know, Gerhard again today, he was he he spoke well of well of Brown, but said, look, you know, I feel we've got other players who who, who can step in um, into into the breach and confident of bringing. By all accounts, from you know, listening to him today, getting a few over the line to to help to help him compensate. So he will be a loss, but let's just hope there's a, there's no further losses of, of senior players. Yeah, Chris, just um, a quick one, the, Carl, on that. Yeah. Just want to thank Jacob Brown by the way for his contribution, not just on the pitch but off the pitch. Yeah, uh, he's a champion as well. Uh, Barnsley, massive part of the community, did a lot of work uh, amongst that. Um, so yeah, big. Big loss to Barnsley, not just on the pitch, but off the pitch. I just want to make that noted that he put definitely. a lot of effort into our town and, and we do appreciate that. No, definitely. Um, Chris, on social media, it was announced as the club has reluctantly agreed. What does that tell you? Does that tell you that the club didn't want Jacob Brown to go? This, is well, this they, a move maybe instigated by an agent or by the player? Yeah. They either didn't want him to leave. Um, they, didn't ma- they couldn't match his, his wage demands. Um or they want to give us the uh, the impression that they tried to keep him to stay, but we're happy to uh, to to use him as a mate financially and probably reinvest that money elsewhere. Well, I guess we'll never know deep down, will we? Um, we'd all be guessing. Um, I mean, it came out. I'm right in thinking, Doug, that you you're you're an impression. Was it the Chronicle that posted that the money would be reinvested uh, back, back straight back into the first team squad? Is that right? Well, that was on the club statement. Yeah, I tweeted it, but yeah, it was it was it was on the club statement. Um, so yeah, ho- hopefully that's the case. I mean, all these players, though, to be fair, Dave Murphy and the others have said all along that they do yeah. all have prices, and if they yeah. if they get hit, uh, then Barnsley will consider it. And they've obviously, um, you know, thought it was the, the right time to to move Jacob Brown on. Um, We'll see whether that that proves to be a correct decision, and um, you know, obviously, the focus now turns to uh, replacing him, and and also hoping that he's the only one to leave this summer. Um, I I can see it from both sides in terms of um, you know, I, I think that Brown probably of all the players who you know have been linked to moves like uh, Moa and, and Woodrow probably has the most improvement to make. Um, the other, the others are sort of almost not quite finished products, but they've already well-established championship players and yeah. we know what they can do. Brown, we don't know how good he can be um, in a couple of seasons. If he, if he finds a way to score a few more goals, he could be worth a lot more than what Barnsley have sold him for. But in the short term, 
who would you rather lose, Jacob Brown, uh, Connor Chaplin, Corley Woodrow, or, or Alex Moe yeah. for the start of the season? For me personally, and from the reaction of some other fans, as well, quite a lot of fans as well, probably in the short term, Jacob Brown. Yeah. I think yeah. they've retained an interest in him as well, haven't they? So, 20%, you know, I think it's yeah. a 20% sell-on clause or whatever. Yeah. So if he, if he does yeah. make it, and we hope he does, there is some recompense later on. Yeah, he's got, he's got well. another move in him potentially, hasn't he? Another, yeah. an, an, another Just coming to, to you, Leon, about Doug's point there about, you know, the wor- the best of a worst-case scenario, so to speak, yeah. losing yeah. a player, he'd be the one. Um, yeah. Do you yeah. disagree on that point? I mean, I'm kind of worried with how many assists he made last season. And we've lost them. We've lost that little bit of creative edge there. I don't know. I can see from both sides. I just wonder what your opinion were on. Can we replace those assists? Yeah, no, I, I, I sort of get what you're saying, but I, I do think that um, even though Wood, Woodrow had a bit of a, a dip in terms of you know goal scoring output, you know he's down the middle. He's he's the go-to man, and he's the best bet of get of someone getting into into double figures. I know that obviously Connor Chapman had a had a great goal rush, didn't he? But you know, if you play Woodrow down the middle and he'll get chances, he might have a few patches where he, you know, he's a, he, he might not score for a few games, but given the chances, and he'll, you know, he should be able to score you to score you fifteen. And obviously, Alex Moe is the driving force, um, the leader on the pitch. So, you know, I do think obviously Brown has probably got maybe a bit more potential, if you like. But in terms of where Barnsley are now, I, I just think those those two. Uh, players and characters are, are that bit bigger. I think um, Barnsley fans from the uh, Nottingham Forest match had the first look at Dominic Freezer, um, who was obviously also brought in. Um, lots of pl- applause for um, you know for the, a bit of a cameo of twenty minutes that he got um, after the sale of Jacob Brown. A lot of people saying there is a natural replacement in house already because people were very um, impressed by him. Did you see the match, Chris? Did you, did, what was your thoughts on on, on yeah, Fraser's first yeah, appearance? Yeah, I watched the match. Uh, obviously, I, I mean, Doug, Doug and uh, Doug, I'm, you attended, I'm, I'm sure. So I'm yes. sure Doug will have a much better view on on, on what the game looked like. It's it's hard, it's hard, isn't it, on iPhone to watch? You know, to, when you're watching spaces yeah. and. And, and the shapes and things like that, it, it's hard. What I did notice, the big, biggest point I took from that, on i4, which Doug won't have seen because uh, he were at the match, on i4, you only see a certain part of the pitch. Uh, and it, no matter where the ball was, and whenever Forrest had it, there were a Barnsley shirt there. And then the pass, Forrest had passed, the camera had pan, and again, there were a Barnsley shirt there. And, and that kept up for 80, 80, or 80 plus minutes. It, it was... It was incredible. It was like we were playing with 20 players to their 11. I've never seen anything like that. I don't know. Doug, what's your thought on that? And obviously, did, did that come across to you being there? Yeah, we definitely did. I thought they were they were definitely better than Forrest. Maybe after the first 10 minutes when they started a little bit slowly, but the rest of the game, I thought they were by far the better team. Um, they looked fitter, didn't they? They looked really like you know, not like a normal first game of the season. They, they, looked, uh, they looked a lot sharper. It's the one caveat you'd probably add is obviously it was a cup game and were Forest taking it as seriously as Barnsley, um, you know, or, or sort of as, as up for it as Barnsley were. But that doesn't really, really matter at the end of the day. You can take lots of positives out of it uh, for Barnsley. And yeah, in terms of Freezer's contribution, I, obviously he had that chance, didn't he, when Alex Moat won the ball and then passed to him. It wasn't the easiest chance, but it was a decent save from the keeper. And I thought he looked lively. Um, he, he held the ball up quite well and some nice passes to, to play his teammates into play. I think it's clear that he's 
maybe a tiny bit behind in terms of fitness from the rest of the squad just because he hasn't been there for the the full pre-season and obviously um, coming from a a different league and and adapting to the championship. But yeah, um, I I haven't seen much of him apart from that brief cameo. I wouldn't be able to say necessarily whether he is like for like with Jacob Brown, but hopefully he can uh, perform a similar role. Um, one of the talking points as well has been uh, the future of Bambo Diaby. Obviously, you're still waiting on, on whatever is happening with his doping charge. Um, yesterday, Michael Hellick was announced as a, as a, as a new signing for Barnsley. Um, does one one make two? Does that mean maybe like Diaby's out on the way out, Doug? Or was there anything mentioned today in the press conference about that? Yeah, it was mentioned today. Um, and Struber said that... Uh, he wants to keep all his centre-backs. Uh, he sees it as a long, tough season. Um, again, they play three at the back um, and there'll be 46 league games plus cup matches. So, um, yeah. I wonder, you know, there's, there's obviously Diaby with the uh, you know investigation hanging over and we still don't know when he'll be available. Then you've got Apo Ham who can also be used in midfield um, and then Helic as well as the, the three that are starting at the moment. So, um, I can I can see where he's coming from. It does seem a little bit of an overload in in that position, and in a way, it might make sense to move one on. But if he sees it's best to keep them all, then and yeah. the club can do that financially, then fair enough. And um, what have you made so far, Doug, of the signings that have come in? Obviously, Ludwig excluded because because we had heard about him. Um, you look at Freezer. You, you know, if if you look online at the little bit of information that there is about uh, people like Davies, people like this Halleck. They all seem to fit that mould of what Struber wants in a player. You you tweeted something which I thought was very interesting as well. That actually the age of the players coming in, it used to be 20, 21, you know, quite young. It was that DNA. Now we're talking 25, 26. Um, is it a sign do you think that, that, you know, what Struber wants and that the board is giving in a little bit maybe about this? You know, we only sign young players. We don't do loan players. We want to develop our players and then sell them on for a profit. Yeah, I think it is. I think they're they're tweaking it a bit, which they had to because it's no secret that um, they went too far with it last season and um, went too young and too inexperienced and got themselves in a lot of trouble, which Struber obviously saved them from. Um, they needed to tweak it. They needed to uh, sign slightly older, more experienced players. The loan thing that we mentioned earlier. Uh, and obviously, instead of signing players that are completely based on the recruitment department, uh, Struber, more than his predecessor, seems to have a bit more free reign to sign players that he knows. I think there was a run about four or five from January to the start of this summer of, of Austrians or Germans that he knew from his time who came in. And like you said, all these players do seem to fit Struber's style. He, there, there was a time at Barnsley where the coaching staff seemed to not really know a player was coming in until he did and not know anything about him. Uh, I remember Paul Leckingbottom and uh, Jamie Clapham not knowing anything about when he was there asked about Christoph Knazmuller, for example. Um, that's not the case now. Even if it's a player who he hasn't known before, he obviously has a, has a good look at them and decides whether they fit into his style or not. And he's been very uh, positive about the two uh, that have come in this week in Christy Davis and uh, Hellick. Um, Leon, um, I, I read on social media today that um, the Sheffield Wednesday manager was talking about a specific brand or type of football that he, he wants to play and they're in that sort of you know, transformation period. Mm. How important that Barnsley have, have played this football, especially under, well, it started under Daniel Standall and I think it was a bit more intensified when, yeah. when Struber comes in. How much of an advantage is it that 
we're sticking to those principles and then looking ahead at the, 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 the 2021 season. And should, because of that, should that be a season of competing rather than just surviving? Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. You know, Barnsley do have a clear identity. You know, this, this Gagan pressing, you know, swarming, swarming down the throats of players. I mean, in, in some respects, it was. You look at Leeds last season. That was, that was similar. Perhaps um, you know, a fair bit more, bit more refined. But that that sort of intensity of work rate, hunting impacts to get back, get the ball back. And I think it was all the more impressive that, you know, Barnsley maintained that philosophy in. Um, you know, at the end of the season, when we, it didn't really matter how they played, but you know, they they stayed up that way, didn't they? I mean, everyone, everyone remembers the you know the one at Brentford, but the first half was if, if you want to put a coaching video on in terms of you know a team operating without the without the ball, that was just sort of picture perfect almost. So what what he's done, Struber has been it's been remarkable in its own way since he he did arrive, and you know players they're identifying players to come into the, into that system. So I, I just think in terms of, of aims for this season, you know, just don't get too carried away. Let's see how the first month goes. Hopefully, you know, keeping the senior players there by the, the time the deadline finishes. Barnsley have a sound, steady start. They've been consistent at home. They've kept, I mean, is it five clean, clean sheets in, it, in a row, isn't it? So they're getting continuity in, in that respect. Start the season well in, in you know in contrast to last season where they were behind the eight ball that put them put them back didn't it for you know virtually the, the final two thirds of the season a nice steady start they can build from there and there's no reason why they can't have a have a decent season. Yeah, um, you've just Chris. compared it to Leeds last season and then tell me not to get carried away. Which one is it? <laughs> are we are we going to win the league? Or no, what? it's just. It's just oh well, it's uh, it's just in terms of. Uh, I know, style, yeah. isn't it? And yeah, they've got yeah. you got a hell of a lot of plaudits from Leeds, didn't you, last season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Chris, um, um, to have a success a, a successful season, what do Barnsley need? What do Barnsley need with, um, you know, obviously there's still a few weeks to go into transfer, besides a steady start, what positions do you think we need to look at to fulfil to have that good season? Where are we uh, short? The, the manager's position. I think if we, if we, if we have Struber yeah. for a full season, yeah. we'll be fine. Absolutely. That, that's it. That, to me, that, that, that's first and foremost. Uh, and I do think, Doug mentioned the fitness earlier, Barnsley, and I think we're going to hit the ground running. And I think we need to pick as many points up as we can early doors to take that yeah. pressure off ourselves. And who knows, then the world is oyster because last season we played under some incredibly intense pressure uh, during November, December uh, and start of January. And we didn't really pick up many points, did we? Particularly on the Stendhal, that, that pressure it just didn't work, did it? And the pressure just it got out of hand, didn't it? And it just became compressed. So I think we get them points early doors take yeah. pressure off ourselves and keep Struber for a full season. That, yeah. That's all we need to do. Uh, and obviously the core, the core players, we've lost one. If we can get away with losing one more maybe uh, and yeah. solid replacements, then, then we're fine. But I think Struber is the most important uh, yeah. piece of this puzzle. Absolutely. He's a unique selling point, definitely. Definitely. He's the main man to talk about. You can talk about Barnsley's players, star man, but... He is the big asset that Barnsley have got, Struble, without a doubt. He's been, um, you know, he's been outstanding. And you take away Bielsa and a couple of others, probably the, the success story, if you like, from last season. 
Um, Dog, um, they, they said today they're waiting on, or oh, they're working on, sorry, two or three more. Any names be mentioned? Or is there any, because on social media, you know, we'd, we'd be linked with, with Messi and, and everybody else. Um, in concrete terms, and I know, um, you know, we, we've talked about the, the uh, Doncaster captain for quite some time. I'm sure that will have come up at the press conference. Was there anything, any other names mentioned? Um yeah, there's been a few. Um, I think in terms of the strikers, um, Sandro Kalinovic uh, has been mentioned. I hope I'm saying that name right uh, today. Um, he's definitely one of a few options, I think, that they're trying to sign. Um, I think there's a, a lad called Jack Aitchison from Celtic as well. I think he might be more of a sort of, uh, you know, maybe not 23s, but sort of halfway between 23s and first team rather than straight into the first team. Um, in terms of positions, I agree with what the guys were saying about Struber being the most important, but I think he'll be really happy if they can tweak in just a few positions and strengthen a little bit. Um, I think I tweeted at the start of the, well, pretty much at the end of last season, left-back central midfielder who can win the ball and a tall target man. I still think if they could sign three of those players, um, those three players, that would that would be exactly what they, they'd need. Um, the central midfield one, maybe with Callum Stiles' emergence, is maybe less of a priority. And but Whiteman has been mentioned, but um, he he, I think that's cooled a little bit. I think the two clubs may be a bit far away in terms of agreeing a fee. Um, but in terms of the left back to, you know, Williams is injured. Ritzmeyer's used there, but he's not really, uh, not really a left back. There's Clark Adore, but can they find someone else to, to, um, you know, compete with Clark Adore? And then instead of using Apo Halme, as I think I mentioned last time I was on with you guys, as a makeshift target man, can they get an actual target man in there, which yeah. this Kalinovic could be? So they'd be the positions that I'd be looking at. And I think if he gets them, keeping everyone else, I don't see why they can't be much further up the table. Um, Carl, you... I, um, I scored 11 goals for cross keys, by the way, last season. <laughs> yeah, but you're only five foot three, mate, so I'm it's not going to happen, is eight, it? Five foot eight. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to go around, but in the last seven minutes or so, um, we were asked uh, last week for the, the, the Sky Sports thing to do a preview of the season and main people and who's going to win the league and who's going to be relegated and all that. Um, who do you think, Chris, I'll start with you, who is um, the biggest danger? for Barnsley. So who is our, our, our danger man? Who will the opposition sort of seek out to say, that's that's that person? And where do you I, think we'll finish? So it's a bit of a double question for you. Yeah, I think we, if he's still in a red shirt come start season, I think it's hard to look beyond the coil or drawn. I know Eon's mentioned him earlier. A man who scores, you know, double figures um, for Barnsley in second division, they're rare, aren't they? Uh, and not only that, at times you were clinical last season. I mean, I know he had a, a dry patch towards the back end of the season, but I think lockdown and stuff may have affected that. Um, and I think the goal at Forest in the Carabao Cup will have the wonders for his confidence. Yeah, mass, massive for his confidence. But we know if he goes on that purple patch, he, he could get us four goals in five games, and that could pick us up six, eight points. Uh, do you know what I mean? He's going to be our key man. Where he plays, Remains to be seen. Obviously, the Jacob Brown uh, transfer could push Coyle Woodrow further forward. I don't know if that's in pipeline. Personally, I prefer him in a number 10. I like him to dictate play. I think he's confident on ball. I think he can arrive late. Uh, into, he doesn't necessarily even, even need to be in the box. His, his, stats are, his goal stats are proven. He, he's not really. 
an out and out box box striker, is he? He scores a lot from from fifteen twenty yard. Yeah, um, first touch inside yeah, the box, isn't it? I mean, Corey Woodrow, and in terms of how Barnsley will do, I, I'd be more than happy with thirteen, fourteen, something like that. I think that'll be another another platform that we can build from. Um, okay, yeah, um, that's my opinion. Um, Leon. Luton, mm. Luton Town ring you in five, ten minutes' time and say, can you just give a bit of a, low, a lowdown of, of the Barnsley team? Who's the danger man? Who would you choose? Uh, I, I'd take Chris points about Woodrow, but I, I just think in in terms of the round of the season, I would probably... You've got to say uh, Solbar, haven't you? He, hold, he held it together at the back. He, he organised those around him. Um, you know, I'm liking the look of this. This Helic, by all reports, is a, is a no-nonsense, strong, physical centre half. But you know, he's got to come in and get a taste of it first of all. So, I think from carrying on from from last season, he was a huge catalyst in Barnsley staying up. Um, uh, Solbauer, you know, he's a leader leader on the pitch, and it helps those around him. And I think you've got to say um, Jack Walton as well. I mean, he was terrific, wasn't he, in that run at the end of last season? Let's just hope he can. He can build, you know, build from that. It's a, it's a big responsibility now. You know, he's, he's number one first choice. You know, he's a relatively young lad. He's had some success at the end of the last season. Now it's in his hands. Can he, uh, you know, can he kick on and take his his career on to, to greater heights? But it, if I had to pick one, I'd definitely pick Solbauer. And, and same for you, Doug. If they ask you who would you know, if the opposition need to watch one player, um, who would it be for you? And I think, well, this is showing that actually, compared to other seasons, it's all over the pitch now, isn't it? We've got, yeah, we, we're true. starting to build that spine again. But Doug, who is it? Uh, who is it for you? And how do you think the Reds will fare in this coming 20, 2021 season? Well, if I if I I could have said Woodrow and I could have said Solbauer as well, but I think I'll, I always think that Alex Moe is Barnsley's best player. Um, Although obviously the strikes did brilliantly and Solbauer did change the season of that season, Moat for me is just so consistently good. He very, very, very rarely has a bad game or makes a mistake. You could see at times last season he was almost playing on his own in terms of like he was the one keeping the team going, keeping them believing and, and urging them forwards and his consistency levels never stops. We spoke about Jacob Brown's assist, but don't forget Moat was pretty much in the top 10 as well. No, he was in the top yeah. 10 for championship assists. I think he got eight or nine last season. So he's a quality quality player. And I, I think arguably if he were to go, and I'm not saying that I think or, or, or that he will, but I think he'd probably be the biggest loss because uh, I'm not sure anyone could replace him. And obviously he's a pretty inspirational captain as well. But um, yeah, I agree with the, the Woodrow chaplain as well. Had, had some pace and something different up front. And I think just generally it's a kind of, um, everyone needs to contribute, doesn't it? It's a, it, the weakest player that might let them down rather than the strongest player drag, drag them through kind of thing. There's, you know, can Jordan Williams adapt to this left back, uh, sorry, left of the back three role that he seems to be doing really well as an underrated player, in my opinion. And yeah, can Mads Anderson cut out the mistakes from last season and carry on what he did in eight of the nine games after lockdown? Will Callum Styles continue what seems to be like a massive trajectory towards a great player? Same with Killian Ludwig. And will someone like Elliot Simo step up and play just behind the strikers and, and get goals and assists? So there's lots of players that, that can jump up and you know become one of the key players. But I think they all have to contribute. 
definitely. Um, gents, thank you very, very much. Um, we'll make a day to publicly speak to you all again in a couple of weeks when we play Chelsea oh, away in whatever round it is of the, the Carabao Cup. That's, of course, after we beat... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's going to happen, that's going to happen, isn't it, Leon? Well, we only need to beat Middlesbrough, don't we? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've, all, they've only won once at home this decade. Yeah. So uh, they haven't won at home in the league since um, Boxing Day. So I think Barnsley um, should have a little bit of a chance there. Um, thank you very much undoubtedly you know in, in your trade at the moment it's a very very busy busy time so we appreciate you taking time out Chris go and have uh, put your feet up mate put your slippers on get that cup of cocoa I've got a bit more work to do and, uh, Carlo thanks for having me thanks no for organising it I asked you to get two experts on football you delivered yeah well you said two experts and anybody else so I thought I might as well get you one <laughs> Gents, thank you very much. We'll be back next nice week. And, uh, nice to see you. Take care. Thank you very Thanks, much, guys. See you later. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network. The ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Want barnstorming Barnsley insight, analysis and opinion? Follow the Reds Report podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Search TalkSport Fan Network.